Father, we thank you for speaking your word expressly unto us. We are grateful for your direction. Your command this morning is time to rise up indeed. Thank you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Good morning, church. Amen. The Lord is here with an agenda this morning. And I want to ask us to stay. Let's stay woke. Let's stay sensitive. Let's stay with Him. I'm also encouraging myself to do same. Thank God for the leadership of the chapel for their direction as the Lord led them this morning. Can we go to the passage that would have been our lesson for today? Second Timothy chapter 1. We need to stay together this morning. Second Timothy chapter 1. So instead of reading from 1 to 7, I will ask that we read together from verse 3 to verse 7. Ordinarily, 1 to 7 should have been our lesson for today. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 3 to 7. I read, it says, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. Verse 6, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Amen. So this was Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. And he raised a number of issues with Timothy. By the grace of God, Paul raised a number of brothers who pastored some churches during his earthly ministry. And Timothy was one of them. And just like many of his letters, this one also was written from the prison. So you quickly see in verse 5 that the first thing that Paul is reminded whenever he prays for Timothy is sincere faith. Can we have a verse 5 projected, please? Sincere faith. And it's not the same with all his people. There were some people whom Paul raised who in fact, in this chapter and in the latter chapters, he was telling Timothy that these guys have deserted me. That these guys are no more. Some others, he will say, these guys just do it when I'm around. So you see, that precious memory, the message Bible says, triggers another. Your honest faith 
And what a rich faith it is. It was handed down from your grandmother Lois to your mother Eunice and now to you. Can we have New Living Translation? So I remember your genuine faith. One translation says sincere faith. The other says honest faith. And NLT says genuine faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there's something about this faith. Look at it. It first sealed your grandmother, Lois. And then after her, it filled your mother, Eunice. <laughs> hey. When I saw this, I began to ask the Lord. So it's possible for faith to fill somebody like a container. If you project that same verse in Amplified, you will see how it rendered it. That this faith, even though it's honest and sincere in you, it first of all dwelt in your grandmother. This Bible says that the faith lived permanently in your grandmother before it then lived in your mother. And I began to ask myself, are there still grandmother Loises in our generation? Grandmother Lois and Mother Eunice. Are they still in existence today? Women that the Bible would describe, that honest faith filled them. Because you need to understand that God is a generational God. In all generations, he must allow himself a remnant according to the election of grace. Without Lois, without Eunice, there can be no Timothy. Quit whining about this generation. Get on your knees and pray. Are there still mothers here and grandmothers here that God can describe as full of faith? Our hope is in them, my people. It's not about complaining about this new generation. Look at how Timothy was produced. The grandmother was full of faith. This Bible says that that faith, Ibo Bible says, Faith without hypocrisy filled Lois and then went ahead to fill Eunice. That was how Timothy tapped into a generational faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I don't know what the kind of faith that has filled you as a mother. I do think you are powerless. Teenagers are running haywire. Young people are running helter skelter on the streets. You cannot catch them. Hey, stop doing this. In this generation, they will run away from you. It is here. Grandmothers and mothers filled with faith. If we are going to stir up the gifts of the Spirit in our lives, we must have mothers and grandmothers that are filled with faith. When phone calls are being made in the house, I hope you know the children listen actively. <laughs> so take it from me, they hear everything you say on the phone. Even when they pretend they are doing something else. They are taping it. Hallelujah <laughs> somebody. Hallelujah somebody. 
Oh, I long for the days when children will wake up to urinate by 3 a.m. and they hear the mother groaning in the spirit. And they hear a voice shedding tears unto God in the midnight. My brethren, those are the things that keep family in faith. It's not talk. It is faith-filled grandmothers and mothers. It's possible that those were the difference in Timothy's life. It's not in complaining that our strength is, my brethren. It is in praying. Amen. So, I ask myself, what does it mean to stir up something? When Paul was telling Timothy to stir up the gifts, what does it mean to stir up? Another translation says, to fan it into flame. Amen? Another translation says, to rekindle, to energize the fire. Do we get the idea? I don't know how many of us grew up in the village. <laughs> like, like me. <laughs> Mom is raising her hand. Amen. If you grew up in the village, you'll be very familiar with fanning into flames. So I remember also while studying, when we were in Broy's Brigade many years ago, we usually go for camps, BB camping. I don't know if anybody did Boys Brigade here. Aha, sorry. <laughs> God bless you, sir. We used to do camping. Sometimes it would be part of a training course. So we are going to become either non-commissioned officers or officers. They can take us to maybe a church in Neekuno for a whole week. And during the week, we would go into the bush for camping. One of the first things we did whenever we set up camp is to set up a fire, a fireplace. Alright? So you get some twigs, very dry twigs and some dry leaves. You know, put... Put some sticks, bigger sticks on top of the twigs, then maybe a bigger log on top of them. And then, if you have kerosene, you are blessed. If you have matches, you are also blessed. But we also bring those things because they tell us that scratches. So, so we use Ojora and strike matches and throw them. And the fire will catch. We'll be dancing, singing praises. They'll be teaching us different things. How you can drink water with your cap. The inside of the BB cap is lined with waterproof. Different tricks, how to hunt. You know, I was in 18 Tenugu Company. It was a wonderful experience. But after some hours, you discover that the light has done what? Has gone down. But even as the fire goes down, if you look at the bottom of the fire... You will see some live embers that are still there. So what do we do? We do what? Amen. Or we fan it. By the supply of oxygen, what happens to the fire? The flames come up again. You don't need to strike matches a second time. That is what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he says what? Stir up the gift. Church, the gifts are already there. Bro, you see those gifts you desire? They are already there. All they need is what? A staring. A staring to come up again. The Lord has given us the gift He has promised. And that's the gift of the Spirit. So the complete topic, stare up the gift of the Spirit. And I began to ask myself, what are the gifts of the Spirit? 
What are really the gifts of the Spirit? And I'm sure we are familiar with this topic. Gift of healing, gift of prophecy, gift of this, gift of that. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, faith, working of miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues. And so it came out clearly to us a few months ago when we studied the gift of the Spirit in Teens Church that this thing we call gift of the Spirit they are actually dimensions of the nature of God. They are different aspects of God's character. For example, word of knowledge. In other words, knowing things about people that they didn't tell you. A patient comes into your clinic complains of all sorts of things. The Lord tells you ah, that this one is fighting with depression and if you don't do anything before the end of the week, you hear a different story. That's word of knowledge. And you intervene straight at that level. And that is God's nature. If God comes to you, for instance, will he ask you, uh, what is your name? No, he will not say that. God will say, Kenneth, my son. So how did he know it? Because his nature carries that word of knowledge. Like the gift of prophecy. Foretelling and foretelling. That is God's nature. When God speaks naturally, he prophesies. He's already calling things that be not as though they are. So when we say, stir up the gift of the Spirit, what we are simply saying is what? Stir up the nature of God inside of you. Can you tell your neighbor that? Stir up the nature of God inside of you. Stir up the life of God inside of you. Because of the diversity of the nature of God. That's why there are a diversity of gifts from the same Spirit. Amen? But before you get into the gifts, you must know that the giver loves you. Amen, church? You must know that God is for you. God is for you. God is for me. Please, can you tell yourself, God is for me? God is for me. Church, I want to tell you this morning that God is for you. No matter the circumstance, no matter the challenges against you, no matter the conditions you're facing, no matter the trouble you're in right now, you need to know that God is for you. God is not against you. God is not even neutral about you. God is 100% totally, perpetually for you. God is not angry waiting for you to make a mistake so that you'll come down with judgment and punishment. No! Delete that mentality of God from your mind. Maybe people you know in this world are like that. But my brethren, I want to tell you that God is for you. Please tell your neighbor, God is for you. And his being for you does not depend on circumstance. His being for you does not depend on condition. It does not depend on your ability. No. God is for you. He's on your side. No matter what you go through, God is for you. 
No matter those that are against you, God is for you. If you're chasing something, you don't have somebody in that panel, God is for you. No matter what your family is facing, God is for you. Hallelujah. It needs to settle down in your spirit that God loves you and is for you perpetually. He cannot change that position. You know why? Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary. And the fact that you have placed your complete faith on that finished work. God is permanently for you. You need to know it. God is for you. He's on your side. <laughs> hey. You are here. In fact, let me tell you. If not that God had been for you all this while, you will not be here. Do you know you will not be here? Eh? You will not be here. The devil planned evil for Peter. Jesus saw it. The devil wanted Peter to also end up committing suicide. Just like Judas. Of course, after he has denied Jesus three times, before the cock crew once, he was so sad and broken. And he was so... But Jesus did what? Jesus did what? Jesus had prayed for him. I want you to know that Jesus is praying for you. I'm saying right now as we speak, what he's doing is what? He's picking up for you in the throne of heaven. Jesus is praying for you even now. You make a mistake. There's a voice in your head telling you, you see? Shabi, you say you're a Christian. Look at you now. The voice of the enemy, the accuser of the brethren. Jesus in heaven. He said, no way! I died for this one. This one, I've died for him already. We know he's in heaven now. Interceding for the saints. Then who can bring a charge against God's elect? No man. Is it demon that was disgraced publicly through the cross? Ah. <laughs> or is it Jesus himself? The one who died for us and is currently defending us in heaven. That's why the Bible asks, if God be for us, who shall be against us? Hallelujah. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody shout hallelujah? It needs to enter your spirit, man. That God is always for you. Hallelujah. Secondly, beyond being for you, God is with you. <laughs> so you see, brethren, the very big God that we have on our side is now also by our side. God is with you. This is one of the greatest deceptions that the enemy uses to destroy Christians. He will just whisper into your ear that God has forsaken you. You are in the middle of a storm. And the devil has told you, you see, bah? God has left you. He's no longer here. You say, eh! And that's where compromise starts. Believers begin to engage in all sorts of self-help. Putting hand into where they never planned to put hand into. Engaging in things that they never planned to engage in. Because the devil tried to deceive them that God has 
deserted them. But you know, brother, God is with you. Amen. God is what? Is with you. He was with the four Hebrew children. Three of them now. When they were thrown in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach and Abadnego. The devil came to try them. He better bow down. This guy will desert you. They say, okay. In fact, you know what? Even, let him even desert us. But we have just decided that we are not bowing. Do, do it. Let's see. You know the story. What happened? The Bible said they threw the men into the fire. And the soldiers that threw them in got what? Consumed with the fire. As soon as they threw them in, it dawned on the king that something had gone wrong. He said, come, 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 come. We don't know three people we threw into this fire now. He said, yes, oh God, there were three. How many are you seeing? He said, I see four. And the fourth one is like whom? The fourth one is like whom? God is with you. No matter the fire or the flame you're going through, He is with you. You know, somebody can be for you from afar off. Alright? Somebody can say, okay, I'll pay your school fees, I'll take care of your feeding, but I will not have anything to do with you personally. Once you need anything, just flash me. I will call you. If you need money, I will send. How many of you know it's possible? You know, God actually wanted to be like that. He told Moses, I beg, make una they go. Is it the war with uh, the desert nations? I will send my angel, they will fight for you. Is it prophecy? Don't worry, I will send my angel. Southeastern Christians, you need to know, it's not everywhere that there is miracle that God is with them. Amen? It could be an angel that was sent. When God was running away from them, say, I don't want anything to do with you. Just be going. These days, even believers run and follow, run and follow miracle. Amen. You know, I live in Anambra now. I walk in all parts of Anambra. In fact, on Nisha alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, the Lord will help us. Oh. If I start taking picture of all the posters that I've seen around my house alone, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. Ah, the devil has so cheated us. Deceiving us that God is not with us. Bro, God is with you. I don't even care what you... You know, there were some times that I was going through things in my life. I would live... There's a duplex in Independence layout where the bishop used to live. I would leave that house and carry mat and pillow and come to Opera Square and spread the mat in the middle of Opera Square and the pillow and lie down on it just to air my brain. Heat was doing me inside a big house. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever been sweating under AC? Okay. Okay. Please, has anybody here sweat under AC before? That's, you know, the Bible says, even though I pass through the valley, of what? The shadow of what? Of death. What will happen? No fear. Why? 
Maya, Maya, Maya. The Lord is not only for you. He's where? Get there, get there. He's there with you. He's there with you. It needs to be clear in your head. Moses said, sir, I'm sorry, it's impossible. In fact, you know what? We die here. <laughs> As we say in this generation, only why we die here. If you will not go with us, then let's end it here, sir. God said, I will finish it. He said, finish us, but come. Ah, may you not go anywhere without the presence of God in the name of Jesus. How can you leave your house in the morning without activating the presence of God over your life? Hello? Hello? Don't you know you are going into a battle? Hey, go into that you watch it. No way. Every morning before you step a maga, make sure you've seen the guy face to face. Activate his presence over your life. So that when you are coming, at least demons will know who is who. Hello? Ah, you've not heard of our enemy, the devil. What's he doing? He's moving around, looking for who. Eh, eh, eh. That's not how the Bible says. Looking for who he he may. Eh? He's looking for who he may devour. You are not edible to the enemy. God is with you, my friend. Activate his presence over your life. If you let's go to Exodus. Let's go to Exodus 13. Let's go to Exodus 13. Moses said, no, we cannot leave. And Domwen wrote that song. He said, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want to leave this place. Hallelujah. Lord, we need you here as we go from here. To lead us by your love and strength. Hallelujah. There's a generation that does not know them when. Amen. <laughs> so we're in Exodus 13. Exodus chapter 13. Can we see verse 21 and 22 please? 21 first. Exodus 13, 21. Moses said no sir. We don't want angels. We don't want miracle. What we need is you, sir. We know you are for us, so we know you have shown it, sir. But we want you what? With us. You are on our side and by our side. Let's read. He said, God went ahead of them in what? A pillar of cloud during the day to guide them on the way and at night what? In a pillar of fire to what? To give them light. Thus, they could travel both day and night. The next verse. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of night, what? By night. Never. Maya. <laughs> they said the Israelites traveled 40 years in the story. Not a day without his presence. I mean, his manifest. Hey, Lord. Not a day without his manifest presence. Bro, I want to travel like that. I want to travel 100% visibility of God's manifest presence. God personally brought them from Egypt and took them to the promised land. He was with them all through. Our God is with us. Hallelujah. He's not only for us. He's what? He's with us. Can you go to verse four, chapter 14? 
chapter 14, verse 24. Something interesting happened. The Bible says that the pillar of cloud was always there. When they are going, maybe when the children of Israel are tired in the night, Moses will shout, Return, O Lord, to the twelve tribes of the house of Jacob, to the tents of Jacob. The cloud will stop. They will sleep for the night. In the morning, when they are ready to go, Moses will leave the other and shout, Arise, O Lord, and let the enemies of the Lord be scattered. The cloud will start. They will start moving. I say, eh, these people enjoy this thing. That is God and holding them. Ah, who is Jericho when God is with you? Who is Goliath when God is with you? You see, sir, the bigger God gets in your eye, the tinier your challenges become. Is the title of a book that uh, Brother Nanweke wrote. Amen. So let's read Exodus 14:24. It was now morning watch. God looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud on the Egyptian army and did what? <laughs> and threw them into panic. So wait, oh. You know, God told Moses, open the river, people will pass. Moses threatened the river open. As they were passing, there was a pillar in front of them and a pillar what? Behind. It was not an escape mission. God was handholding them. Bro, that is Old Testament. So you can imagine how the Lord handholds you on a daily basis. The Bible says that the Lord peeped through that pillar of fire. Can you in the Egypt? Eh? In express, express that I built for my, you want to pass my road. The Bible says the Lord troubled them. He said, by just looking, he threw them into what? Ah, may the Lord look upon all the people that trouble me. I mean, the negative, uh, the enemies, he knows my enemies. May he look on them and panic them in the name of Jesus. Oh, the Lord, look. Only one look. I would say the Lord looked through the pillar. And the Egyptians were panicked. <laughs> the next verse, sir. He clogged the wheels of their chariots. And what happened? They were stuck in mud. Guess what happened? The Egyptians realized it. Run from Israel, oh. God has started fighting what? On their side. Of course, you know the rest of the story. The cloud carefully guided the oh, Akorombano. Do you know how many days it took them to cross the water? Akorombano. The Lord was counting. Jeje. They crossed over. He said, Moses, don't mind these people. Just be watching how I tidy them. Raise your hand like this. Moses raised. He said, well, do like this. He did. What happened? The water closed. What happened to Pharaoh and his army? Uh, can you put your hands together to the Lord? But you see, that is not even where we are going. Let's be going. God is for you. You need to settle that in your mind. God is for you. God is with you. Brother, God is with you. It so happened in the Bible. You know, Elisha. Elisha can cause trouble. Elisha caused trouble. So the king sent for them to arrest him. He sent Omekali go. Anybody he will expose the expose. Ah ah. 
They say, which of you, my generals, is telling Israel what you are going to do? He says, sir, uh, GOC, there's nobody. There's a prophet in that city. In fact, as you are sleeping in your room, he knows everything that you are dreaming about. They must say a human being. Say, yes, a human being. Say, let's go. They carried the soldiers. They went and surrounded Elijah's, Elijah's house. Going to arrest him. Usai. <laughs> His servant came out and said, Nai, we are in trouble. In fact, I Nagota. Nai, it don't be for us. Elijah said, what is going on? He said, sir, Shebi, I warned you to be careful with using your anointing. You can see road, you can see road. You have caused trouble for us now. He said, I tell you, tell me what is the matter. He said, the king has sent soldiers. And today is the... <laughs> I don't know what went through Elisha's mind. You know, sometimes that's what happens to us. We will be in a situation. And we will be drowned by our situation. We will think that God is tiny like us. Hello? Aja. The creator of the ancient heights. Because of school fees. Or job. Or life partner. You would think God has disappeared. Your problem, hey, my problem, hey, my challenge. Elisha said, This boy is going to go out and look again. The brother came outside again and looked. You know, he saw that the whole mountains and plains were what? Surrounded by chariots, angels of the Most High, armed to the teeth, ready to do. You know when they came, Elijah said, "Okay, you should just follow me." He first of all made them blind and then led them to the king. I don't know what happened to that young man that day, brother. Those that are with us are greater than they that are with the world. Hallelujah. As much as God is for us and with us, you need to now know that God is inside you. Moya. That God is what? He's inside you. You are like a vessel. You are filled with God. That's how Lois and Eunice were able to raise Timothy. They were filled with God. Hallelujah. Ah. So God that loved us from the beginning, the God died for us, came down as Emmanuel, the incarnate Christ, to be with us and prepare our hearts so that God can now come and what? And live in us. That, that was God's original plan. Oh. All the other one he was showing, being for us and being with us, is for us not to belittle his presence in us. Hallelujah. Despite the great benefits of God being for us and God being with us, in other words, Chineke, Dinyerani, and Nachineke, Nonyerani. We are not saying that Chineke, Megini, Nonimani. My God. 
What can man do to us? Psalm 27 verse 1. He said what? He said the Lord is my light and my salvation. What? He said what shall man do to me? Hallelujah. God is for us, with us, and what? In us. It is the indwelling that we are here today to talk about. When God indwells a man, the acts of that man automatically become supernatural. is because of what? The person living inside of him. Do you understand? Have you ever seen a criminal, an unbeliever, or a worldly musician? You know, look, you look at the some of the words that these musicians write. And, uh, there's no way it can be a human being that will write this thing and sing it for children to be repeating it. It cannot be a human being. The children of the world behave the way they do because of the person living inside them. Look at the songs they write now. You know why they are able to write that in? Because of there is somebody that lives inside the children of this world. Hallelujah. But there's another person <laughs> that lives inside us. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's not new. It's not the first time. God has been inhabiting his people. God has been indwelling his people. God has been tabernacling inside his people. Such that when a believer acts, when a believer behaves, it is not really that believer behaving. It is what? It is that God that lives inside him behaving. Ah, Jesus, even himself, when he was on earth. Do you know what? God was in him. The things that Jesus did, was it Jesus doing it? It was what? The God that lived inside him that was doing it. <laughs> it's just like if aliens come to the earth, let's just imagine, and they see aeroplane flying. They say, wow, see this intelligent object. There are so many in the sky, yet they can avoid each other. I see even cars. They can move on their own. <laughs> There's somebody inside that thing controlling it, amen. Aha. Uh-huh. Even if it's a drone, somebody has programmed it. Amen. A believer is not driving himself. Oh. God is the one in us. So both the gifts and the manifestations of the Spirit we see is a product of the indwelling of God in us. In the name of Jesus. This is beyond God being for us and with us. We saw this morning how God personally supervised the crossing of the Red Sea. That one is different. He always longed to be inside the people. That's why he was never satisfied with that relationship with the Israelites. He wanted to live what? Inside human beings. And if you go to the book of Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31. We are just going to pick um, a few scriptures. You know this is just a prayer meeting. All I'm doing is an exhortation before we return to prayer. If you go to Exodus 31, from verse 1 to 5. 
You see another indwelling. How God sealed somebody with a gift. Exodus 31 verse 1 to 5. Can we go together to that place? God spoke to Moses saying. See what I've done. I have personally chosen Bezaliel, son of Uri, son of Hor, of the tribe of Judah. Do we remember Hor? Aaron and Hor. Aha. I have done what? I have filled him with the Spirit of God. <laughs> Giving him skill and know-how and exercise in what? In every kind of craft. To create designs and work in gold, silver, and bronze. To cut and set gemstones. To carve wood. He's an what? All-round craftsman. You see, Christians sometimes spiritualize spiritual gifts. So please, try not to over-spiritualize what God has what? Generalized. God meant the gift to be applied in every aspect of your life. You are not filled with God only on Sunday morning. As you go to teach your students, you are filled with God. As you see your patients in the world, you are filled with God. As you go to school, you are filled with the Spirit of God. Look at this man. He was a technologist. A craftsman. In an age when works were still rudimentary. The brother was able to carve complicated designs. Exactly as he was in heaven. Ah, my God. I wonder how people would describe what Bezalel did. It was the things that God told Moses. Bezalel would use his hand and bring it to life. Do you know that God can give you gifts to design apps to engage children in righteousness? The gifts of the Spirit are not nine, no. Eh, eh, they are not. There are so many. As diverse as the nature of God is. That is how diverse the gifts are. You can believe God for the gift of academic excellence. You will see it in Daniel very soon. You can believe God for the gift of teaching. If you are called to do something that you struggle with, and but this thing now is your job, and you struggle with it, you can trust the Holy Ghost for a gift in that area. A brother of ours built a house sometime, and we went to dedicate it, we went to pray in the house. Not, I think they had dedicated, we just came to celebrate, amen. And when I looked at the color of the house, it was not milk, it was not green, it was not lemon, it was not blue. Ah, I went to watch him and said, how did you do this color? He said, a brother that is gifted in colors mixed the paint for me. Hallelujah. You can bring divine ingenuity to your secular work. That is what God designed it for. You can bring the gift of God into your academics. You can bring the gift of God into your life. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. It is not about age. You may say you're a child. You may say you're a teenager. You may say you're a little child. God does not, is not a respecter of age like that. Oh. Wisdom is not um, a direct accompaniment of old age. No, it's not. Solomon was not the oldest king that ruled Israel. And when he was ruling, he was not the oldest king. He conquered nations, not through war. 
but through divine wisdom. He was gifted to him. Hallelujah. You remember Job had three friends. Two were older. They were Job's age mates. And they were talking, 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 saying, your sin did this, you lied, you sinned, you cheated. Job will argue, I did not lie, I did not sin. God is punishing me. And Elihu, the youngest one, he waited till chapter 32. He told them that I've been waiting since chapter 1, no? Old age has spoken. Adults and people that have experience have talked. Um, I don't know. What do you want to cut a child this thing? He now told them in Job chapter 32 verse 8. He said there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the almighty gives him what? Understanding. Understanding. I have told the teenagers how I kept failing jam several times. Until God showed me this passage. I said, ah, oh God, I didn't know there's a shortcut to this, you know. Okay, okay, please, there's a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. Oh, why? Because you understanding. Inspire me now. And I kept praying that prayer. Hallelujah. And I'm still praying it today. Praise the Lord. God was also in a life. He spoke wisdom through the inspiration of the Spirit of God. Do you know that God was in Jesus Christ? Can we see 2 Corinthians chapter 5? Because that is the work of the Holy Spirit. To stay in us and ensure that the redemption plan is fulfilled. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. Maybe King James or something. Second Corinthians 5.19 Every good work that Christ did was because God was in him. He says how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he what? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. For what? For God was with him. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5.19. It says, To know that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing men's trespasses unto them. And now, after Christ, he has committed unto us the work of reconciliation. So please, church, who was in Christ? Question. I say, who was in Christ? So when you saw Jesus reconciling human beings unto God. Who was doing it? You know, the Pharisees thought he was the guy himself. And that was where their offense started. Is this not this man we know? The carpenter. I said, Namoronya Lugoche. He said, I didn't do my chair. Even my bed, he did it. He brought it on our wedding. So why is he claiming suddenly that he's God? They didn't know all the why. That it was God inside Christ doing those works that they see. God in Christ, my brethren, is not different from God in you. Hallelujah. God in Christ is not different from God in you. Amen? So you can imagine how surprised Jesus Christ was when Philip, you know, they started saying some deep, deep things in John chapter 14. 
they had that discussion where Jesus Christ was telling them so many mysteries. I go to be my father. I go back I, so that you may come the spirit, this, that. Philip now said to Jesus Christ, okay, only wine. There are so many questions. But me, I have only one question. You know what you will do for me now? Show me now the father and I'll be satisfied. Jesus Christ was like, what have I been saying? Can we see that scripture? John chapter 14. Maybe around verse 9 or so. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I think verse 9. Aha. Jesus said unto Philip. Because Philip said, okay, let's end this argument, sir. Please, just show us the Father now and we'll be okay. Jesus said, Philip, have I been with you so long a time and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? Hey, anybody that has seen me has seen the Father now? How sayest thou, show us the Father? The Father has been in me all along. Next verse. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father inside me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. It is the Father who does what? The Father who does what? Who dwells in me that does the works. And in fact, do you know in the next verse, Jesus now went to say, that in fact is not only me. That those that believe in me after I've gone, greater things will they do. It will be the same Father dwelling in them to do those things. Brethren, it is the indwelling that we have come here to stir up. God is never happy with powerless Christianity. God is never happy with fruitless Christianity. God's aim is that the essence of the life of God will be manifesting in his children day in, day out. Hallelujah. As we begin to round up and get ready to pray this morning, we look at the book of Daniel. We all know the story of Daniel. A wonderful man. A slave boy that was taken from Israel to the land of Babylon. But from the very first day he got there, he decided, you see these people, be doing your own. Me, I will not defy myself. The Bible says, know ye not that you are what? Temples of the living God. You are a vessel that they've used God to fill up. Temple of the living God. Daniel was one of those people that was so excellent that he served many kings during his time. Many kings. A king will go down, another one will come up. Ah, you need that guy, they'll call him. A king will go down, another one comes up. You need that man, they'll call him. It got to a time as the prophecy 
had foretold. Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, the kingdom of Babylon, the reign of Babylonian empire, was gradually coming to an end. You know what happened? The Medians and Persians raised a war against them. Nebuchadnezzar, well, the theologians have it that Nebuchadnezzar was the direct father of a guy called Belshazzar. So, but in the Bible, you will see the Queen Mother referring to your father, Nebuchadnezzar. It was actually his grandfather. His direct father is Nebuchadnezzar. But Nebuchadnezzar was all his tenor, warring with the Medians and Persians. So they gave Belshazzar, the regent, Bugodileze, let's fight our enemies. Amen? So he was holding the kingship instead of somebody. Do you know this guy? Onyemekwa acting president. Acting kwa. You know what he did? He threw a party for 1,000 princes. Is, is the guy alright? There is war at your gate. Any good guess, the gate is the good he have for the time being. At least let somebody be in charge. And what did he do? He threw a, a party for what? 1,000 princes. And make what Daniel invites. So he malos you in the JD party. You know, sometimes <laughs> they will do parties. And university students, least hear this, so they will be doing parties in the university. In the next morning, they will start mentioning the thing. We didn't go to the party now. But when those that were come to class, you will see parties written all over them. And later, the stories of what happened in the party will start coming out. And if Brebuka went to the party, the thing will start in it. Do you know even Brebuka went to that party? Jesus. I'm telling you. See him dancing. That's it. Brave. Hey, he was at the party. Amen. There are some kind of parties that you shouldn't be invited to as a child of God. They should know you enough to disinvite you from such parties. Amen. It is when you are still like this that they will say, I'm not in the mood today. Hello, mood. I'm a child of God. Let them now say, ah, oh, pastor is here, pastor. Ha, defense. How can you say you are not in the mood? Are you alright? Hello? You want the devil to corner you? Ah! You enter a new office, new school, new class, new environment. Declare your stand. Do something crazy. Let them know who is boss. Hallelujah. That's how the party was going on. We're in Daniel chapter 5. And it was not bad enough that he was having party. God was already on his own. The children of this world are on their own. God was on his own. And I don't know the devil that now told him, please, go and get the golden goblets. Chai, Jesus. May the Lord take away evil suggestion from you in the name of Jesus. You know, there are some evil men. But they will now make an evil suggestion that will destroy them completely. They say, go what? And get consecrated vessels, moya, that were used to serve Jehovah Almighty. And they brought the cups. And what were they doing? Ah! What were they doing? 
They will pour whiskey inside it. Red label. And we're drinking. Ah, yeah. I can't imagine how God was feeling. God is so merciful. God didn't do anything. You know what they now did? They now went ahead while drinking it. Ascribing the praise to their own gods of wood. They are gods of bronze. They are gods that they will drink from God's cup. Amadio, thank you. God say what? The Bible say immediately hand appeared. Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. I can write in banner wall. Amen. <laughs> My daughter's love to write. Pearl. Many times what she writes is indecipherable. Daddy, I want to write. Give me pen. You take pen. Give, give me pink pen. I'll give her pink pen. Book. You give. And check when I read the letter to the United Nations. Eva, va, 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 va. Eva, daddy, see. I say, beautiful, my daughter. You have written well. Hello. <laughs> Is it me that discouraged my own? It's not me. You are writing very well. She will learn. Ah. Do you know the king that was drinking wine? The Bible says the guy became pale with fear. I'm sure he wee on his clothes that day. Nonsense. Don't challenge God, amen? A handwriting appeared immediately. And there was confusion. The Bible said they called all the magicians. All the 1,000 princes. Shebi, you are here for party. Ngwa interpret. Okay, they go. Did they, could, they, could they do anything? None of them. Now, let's look at... Uh-huh. Let's look at verse 11. The queen mother. Ah, oh. Thank God for mother, so. They need to be filled with faith. Can we get King James, please? Okay, so it's alright. Message is fine. So can we do it together? One to go. There's a man in your kingdom. Who is what? Ah. Listen to this. During your father's time, he was what? For and spiritual wisdom. He was so good that your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him what? Mm. Was Daniel a magician? Was he an enchanter? Was he a, a diviner? Was he a fortune teller? But what was he to them? He was their head. Next time somebody tells you that if you can't beat them, you join them. Know that it's a lie from him. My friend, you can hurt them. You don't have to be a magician to hurt them. That's Daniel. He was the head of all the magicians report to him. Hello? Yet he was none of them. The magicians, who sign? Enchanters, who pay? Who interpret? No way. They had to go and call the man they didn't invite for the party. Come on, there's a spirit in you. There's a spirit in you, my friend. And the inspiration of the Most High gives you understanding. There is a man in your kingdom. Of course, when Daniel came, they were saying, I will give you red purple robe. I will give you purple. Your kingdom. I will give you ring. Your ring. Daniel has seen the writing. He has seen the meaning. You know the guy is in the spirit. Amen. So when the man was talking, I will give you purple. I will give you robe. He was pitying the man. 
You are making promises. Imak we had then a war. Imak one akara it na na bago your destiny. Cha cha cha. Then there was also good at him. You know what he said? Keep your gift to yourself, my friend. Let me tell you. On one Japan, ne dekwa. Mene na gugu ano. You have been warned severally. Mene they've warned you again and again. Take care. After several warnings, we now weighed you, and you were found wanting. Ufasi, your kingdom has been divided and given to another. Numbered, numbered, weighed, divided. He said he turned and left. No time. Can it be said of us, brethren, that there is a man in your kingdom? There's a girl in that your class. Ah, oh Jesus. A boss is about to have accident on the flyover. The boss is coming from about the old park. God is telling Angel Gabriel, make sure that Sam gets on that bus. Just get him there. We're okay. He's going to preach. And they're going to repent. And even if they'll die, they'll come back to heaven. We have a man in that pediatrics department. Ah! Isn't Brogabe there? Ah, there is a man in your university that once you call him, he will dissolve this mystery. There's a man in that unit. We have somebody in that shade. There's trouble in your line. Satan is winning. We don't know what to do. I will model not that line. Oh, no, what is brother? This sister sells there. Yes, we have somebody there. Heaven is counting on you, my friend. That is the indwelling. At a point... When a child of God shows up, God has appeared in his fullness. Hallelujah. God doesn't want you to remain beggarly. The guy is inside you. Omnipotent God. Inside you. People are saying the problem in this faculty, ah, heaven is saying, no, no, no. There's a man. We have a man in that faculty. We have a man there. We have a man in this class. We have a man in chess one class. We have a daughter in primary three. There's a little girl, demon possessed. Is a, is a, no, no, no. But there's a child. Bro, 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 Jay's child is inside our class now. We have somebody there. Heaven is counting on you. God is not satisfied with being for you. He's not even satisfied with being with you. The all-glorious Emmanuel, God, eh, eh, that's not the end. That is that when a man appears, the kingdom of God has come in his fullness. That is what the Lord is telling us today, to fan into flame. That thing is inside you. There's a man in first year class. There's a man in our Greek department. We have somebody in that company. We have somebody in that establishment. We have somebody in that institution. Isn't bro, bro Casey in that place? My dear brothers and sisters, some of the people you meet, it's not by accident that you meet them. Some of them, their lives are going to end shortly after they've encountered you. But the Lord wants to interrupt their destiny. 
the world wants to change the eternal direction. So the Lord will bring them to you, knowing that you have the life that can change them inside you. There's a man in your kingdom. I want to ask you a question. Are you that man? Are you not tired of being timid? Because that's what the Bible says. That God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity. But of power, love, and sound mind. God is not worried about people. The problems in this world, no. God is worried about his children that are carrying him. Has your life become a burial ground for the omnipotent? God is almighty, but when he enters me, you pay. God is God. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The Lord is counting on you. You carry him already. You carry the spirit of the most high God. The Holy Spirit you have is genuine. Rivers of living water should be oozing from your life, my friend. On a regular. People should contact you and contact God. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. His love, compassion, power. I want everything that he died for. Many times God has said, get this my daughter into that book. He said, hey, no, 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 no. Just get mommy into that hospital ward. Just try, find a way. We have a man. We have a woman. Many times God has set us up for impact. And we drew back. Even though we have the Spirit of God. Brethren, as we close this morning, God is for you. Nothing can ever change that, except you decide so. Because you have put your faith in the finished work of Calvary, God is for you, perpetually. God is with you. The guy will never leave you or forsake you. Says for lo, I am with you even to the end of time. And now, brothers and sisters, God is in you. And He wants to start manifesting. Lord, manifest through us in the name of Jesus. So, when we talk about stirring up the gifts, this is the matter that the Lord is raising. Stirring up the nature, the life of God in your heart. Can we just look at one final? verse before we pray this morning. And just open your heart as we pray. So my question is, how do you stir up the gift of the Spirit of God? Who can tell us? It's not, it's not a secret. How do you stir up the essence of God in your life? Can anybody tell us? Brothers, sisters, <laughs> God bless you. By rekindling the light of God in your life. By rekindling the light of God in your life. Bikonu, I have a candle. There's no light. Where can I get fire from? One. Can somebody tell us? Rekindling the fire. How? 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 Ma? Ayayayaya. Chine konye bere. 
is an open secret. Moya, the word of God and, and prayer. Shababa, shagaya, baba. Every morning, activate the spirit of God in you. The nature of God will be stirred up and burning with flame. <laughs> That's how Jesus used to pray, oh, brothers and sisters. Romans 8, 9. Can we just read it as we conclude? The word of God. Prayer. Praying in other tongues. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 as we close this morning. Can we read together? One to go. But you are not in the flesh, but where? But in the spirit. Next line. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Full stop. He now says what? Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, what happened? He's none of Christ. So as we stand to pray this morning, I don't know if you're here, you've not known Christ. This is the time for you to just come up and receive Christ immediately. Just, you don't even need to, there's no ceremony. Romans 10.10, 10, just your heart and your confession. Submit your entire heart to him. With the heart, you believe unto righteousness. With the mouth, you do what? You confess. Unto salvation. You don't need to kill anybody. You don't need to throw bomb anywhere. You don't need to kill infidels. You don't need to bring cow, blood of... Believe and confess. Isn't it that simple, brethren? Please, if you're here, can we bow our heads as we pray this morning? As we pray this morning, all the things we have been saying here, you have never experienced them. You know you have not made peace with Jesus. He says anybody who does not have the spirit of Christ is none of his. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, the man who is willing to stand by you no matter the challenges, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Can you just lift up your hands? You want to submit your life completely unto Jesus. You are tired of living life on your own. The man who suffered on Calvary, you want to make him friend. Can you just pray this prayer? Can you pray and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take over my destiny, Lord. I don't want to spend eternity without you. Have your way in my life. I give you my heart today. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for those who made this prayer. We ask that, Lord, you sustain them, O God. In this life's journey, O God, we pray that you preserve them according to your grace. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen.